Sometimes, you know, it feels like it rips away a part of you. But for me, as I said, I'm never going to switch up and change on anyone. I'm still the same me, still ambitious. And I'm still going to walk with my head held high like a champion. Boxing is a part of my life and I'm a champion at heart. And I apply that and adapt that in the ring. But I want to tell you this. Um, I'm a soldier. And I have to take my ups and my downs. And on Saturday, I took a loss. And I have to take it back on that. And that's why one of my sayings is never let success get to your head and never let your failures get to your heart. It's all about keeping a balance and moving forward. And that's the mindset that I have to keep. Wise words from Anthony Joshua there after recently losing his heavyweight boxing title bout to Andy Ruiz. Yeah, we can all take a note from how he handled his defeat. And big lesson is that we all take L's. Yeah, so, don't let success get to your head. Also, don't let failure get to your heart. It's just a part of life and you just got to dust yourself off. And that was this week's Monday Motivation. Anyway, did you watch the fight? If so, did you watch it live? Did you catch it on box office? More importantly, did you pay for it? I definitely saw tweets flying from people all over um, asking where they can stream the fight for free. They're going to be talking about that later on on today's podcast. But what else have we got coming up this week? Love Island is back on the telly. I'll be giving my thoughts as a first time viewer and how the buzz on Twitter has kind of like persuaded me to see what all the fuss is about. And I find out they've even got a podcast. Also, Apple WWDC 19. Yes, Apple have had yet again another conference. I'm going to go through the important bits because it was really for developers, to be fair. But yeah, all kinds of uh, different bits and pieces, including the launch of iOS 13. We're also going to be talking about the recent social media clampdown from the American government on travel. All of this coming up after the intro. Are you sure you can blame it on social media? Flexing is good for business. Spending money makes you money. Bitcoin down more than 30% this week. Redesigned. You've got to put in the effort every single day. Running a business isn't for everyone. They need role models and not just movie stars and athletes. We are the digital influencers. They're creating content. There's no denying the power of digital media, but it also poses a real challenge. 
Welcome back to another episode of the Redesign Podcast. This is episode 30. Dirty 30, yes indeed. The podcast that starts conversations about digital culture, social change, covering everything from new media and entrepreneurship to technology, past, present and future. So if you're new here, make sure you check out all the other episodes. Last week we talked about the microchip implants in Sweden, talked about 5G, um, Netflix, price increases and all the... um, TV programs that kind of showing what might actually happen in the future, such as uh, Years and Years and also the launch of the new Black Mirror season. So yeah, make sure you check that out. Also, don't forget if you want to get involved in the conversation, make sure you use the hashtag on Twitter, RedesignPod, and uh, you can follow me on the socials at Andrew underscore CBX. Like, comment, follow, subscribe. I want to know what you guys are listening on, what app you're using. Are you using Acast? Are you using Spotify? Are you using Apple Music, SoundCloud? Let me know what you're listening on right now. Chime in on the hashtag ResignPod. Anyway, let's crack on with this week's podcast. Love Island. Everyone likes, well, most people anyway, everyone likes a little bit of reality TV. Me personally, I'm not a fan. If you don't know what Love Island is, it's a British reality dating show where a group of single, well I hope they're single anyway, um, people move into a luxury villa in the hope of finding love and having the sum of their life. Mm. So every now and again the presenter drops in unannounced to deliver like different twists and different plots and surprise announcements that will test the relationships between the islanders to avoid eviction each contestant must couple up and win the hearts of each other and the public as they ultimately decide who stays on love island and who goes home trash tv at its finest powered by twitter and i say that because that's how i discovered the the, um, show i'm definitely not one for reality tv i'm not really into things like that Uh, like keeping up with the kardashians love and hip-hop x-factor Strictly Come Dancing or what's that one what's that one everyone's always going on about um Big Brother well I don't we don't have that anymore anyway but yeah um I'm not really a fan of reality TV but I thought I would see what the fuss is about it's all about FOMO Twitter really creates FOMO and um yeah I think that Twitter makes a it makes it really makes TV a shared experience especially when you're watching it by yourself and that kind of answers the question that a lot of people we've had recently is tv dead nah tv's not dead it's just different um and the uh, producers of love island they're very clever with what they're doing very clever with what they're doing on social media getting people to watch the tv show and actually take part in it ken what are you doing what do you mean what am i doing you put your top on well, I wouldn't have my top on. Well, you always have your top off for the Love Island podcast. But I'm taking it serious this year. It's our second year back. So do you know what? I'm wearing a shirt with tracksuit bottoms. <laughs> We're back. Yeah, we are back. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. And we've met our Islanders and I am so excited. I can't wait. I'm just so excited for a summer of gossip. Yes. Chats. Fit boys, fit girls, everything. It's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> it is. What are your thoughts on Love Island? What are your thoughts on reality TV? Me personally, I think there needs to be a lot more diversity. We've kind of like made a generational shift from like things that actually make you smarter, like game shows, stuff like that, to reality TV where no one really does nothing. That's just my opinion. I don't know. Let me know what you think. I mean, get redesigned the TV show. You know, give me a budget. Hit me up. Hit me up. Give me a budget. 
I'm sure I can put together something. Redesigned. WWDC 19. So it's a developers conference that is held every year by Apple. So they talk about app development, software developments, um, mostly focusing on like the operating systems. This might not apply to everyone, but the main bits that you'd probably care about. Um, what we got? What's happened? If you have an Apple TV box, this might apply to you. So there's been some new updates for the TV OS. And uh, you know, Apple have got a new gaming platform called Apple Arcade that's launching in autumn. And they've just announced that the PlayStation 4 controller and the Xbox One S controller is going to be compatible, which is useful rather than playing on the remote control um, that comes with the box. Uh, also, Apple Watch has had bare updates. You probably won't care unless you've got an Apple Watch. Lots of little updates that make it more efficient easier to use more interesting etc also this is absolute banter six thousand dollar imac pro this is probably aimed at like uh film professionals so if you like edit films like i'm talking about films like big budget movies and stuff like that documentaries and stuff like that you might have one of these computers but this is not something that you're going to be sending emails on yeah so six thousand dollars and that's starting from that's for the imac pro and mind you, this is not even included the monitor, yeah? Here, how much the monitor costs. The monitor is five grand. It's called the Pro Display XDR. And the stand for that is a thousand pounds. So basically, one thousand, five thousand. So basically, about 12 grand for a computer. A desktop computer. Banta! <laughs> but um, overall, I think the most significant news is iOS 13. Um, they've made the facial recognition 30% faster. They're introducing dark mode, which kind of swaps the display elements that are usually white to darker shades. It looks better, definitely looks better on your phone. And also another benefit of that is it makes your battery last longer. I bet you didn't know that. So not only will it make iOS a little bit easier on the eyes, if you spend a lot of time on the screen like I do, if you use it for work purposes and stuff like that, yes, the dark mode is actually going to make it a lot easier on your eyes and will save energy as well um they've redesigned photos reminders maps notes calendar app they've also added a few additions to the camera as well so i think they mentioned using the portrait mode in videos i need to confirm that because the details are a bit sketchy on that but um yeah lots of little different updates um enhanced privacy features as well with apple login and uh, what else what else apparently apps will load twice as fast in ios 13 according to apple because recently i've been noticing my phone's been acting a bit crazy like apps have been stalling um just freezing i don't know and it always seems to happen around the time of a new ios update guys if you've got an iphone and this happens to you chime in let me know if i'm if i'm the only one like i swear i'm not the only one that experiences this around the time where they're going to bring out a new os the phone starts acting higgy. Anyway, um, what else? You got audio sharing with AirPods. I still haven't, I still haven't bought AirPods. Don't ask me why. Um, so you can uh, basically listen to one podcast or an album across two sets of AirPods. So you and your partner or your friend can listen to the same thing at the same time off the one phone, which is kind of cool. 
Um, yeah, that is iOS 13. I had to give you the radio edit because I'm not gonna go through everything because it was pretty. It was a pretty long conference. Yeah, and also uh, on the Mac, iTunes is finally laid to rest. So all video and audio media is going to be spread across three apps now. Apple Music, Apple Podcasts and Apple TV. So it's the end of an era, the end of the download era. Do you remember using BitTorrent and things like LimeWire and Kazaa and... Oh my gosh, I'm really showing my age here. Anyway, let's move on. So uh, a new US visa policy. We're talking about Donald Trump's move to start collecting information from travelers about their social media so before this used to be optional now they've made it mandatory so most visitors to the u.s must now hand over both email and social media details peak the new policy requires almost all visitors to the country to provide details of all email addresses and social media accounts they've used within the past five years as part of its extensive security screening according to the register They're saying that it will affect an estimated 700,000 plus tourists and business travellers to the US, including visitors from the EU countries of Bulgaria, Croatia, Cyprus, Poland and Romania. However, the UK, like most of the rest of the EU, is covered by the 90-day visa-free tourism scheme. So British citizens will not have to hand over these details unless they've recently visited specific countries. So if you're from the UK, you're kind of safe, you're kind of cool. But that doesn't mean you could be just tweeting wreck about the US president or talking smack about America and their politics. Um, yeah, keep it PG. Keep it to yourself. Really, we don't have freedom of speech. That's the censorship on the internet is becoming a bad thing. I think I spoke about that in a, one of the previous episodes, but I'll probably do another episode on actual freedom of speech and surveillance. Be quite interesting. Okay. Let's go for a quick break. Who would I most like to have a one-to-one with? The main man. The top dog. The one and only Mr. John Winston Lennon. Her name is Dolly. Seven months old, she may not be the monster imagined in a science fiction fantasy, Yet the cuddly Finn Dorset lamb may represent a major landmark in the history of genetic engineering. On an ordinary farm in Scotland, scientists say a clone was created from a single cell taken from the udder of a sheep. The embryo was then implanted in a surrogate, making an exact genetic copy of its so-called mother. Scientists hail it as a triumph for research in aging, medicine and genetics. Redesigned. All right, welcome back. Let's go into uh, this week's feature. More than one in three people admit to streaming pay-per-view sporting events for free via unofficial streams, according to a BBC survey. But why? This past weekend, um, Anthony Joshua defended his title against Andy Ruiz. So yeah, I watched the fight and um, I was contemplating in my head whether or not I should pay for it or watch it on a stream. But from previous experience, usually I actually pay for my fights um, because it's a lot easier 
you know it's just a lot quicker and who has time to be looking for like streams and stuff like that but um the box office fee is kind of, it's kind of steep 1995 for one event i don't know do you think that's a lot of money me personally it depends on how invested you are in in the sport or whatever it is that you're watching as a casual boxing fan to me mm, it's a little bit on the hefty side i'm not going to lie to you um but yeah here's the thing a lot of people nowadays with sports sports is one of those things that it's it's changed a lot over the last couple of decades so at one point you know the rights were kind of open you used to be able to watch football on just like your normal itv or bbc or whichever but nowadays the rights to like premiership football major sporting events they're bought by you know media companies that have monopolies such as sky you know bt sport um espn so it's and sometimes it can be quite cost prohibitive for a lot of people um are we being cheapskates are the companies greedy should we really be paying an additional fee an additional pay-per-view fee on top of our cable or satellite subscriptions that we pay for already i don't know what do you guys think um in terms of quality definitely i would recommend paying for it you should pay for your stuff anyway that's a given because a lot of people think that there's some sort of gray area with streaming illegal content there is no gray area um in and according to uk law it actually is illegal to watch unofficial streams so bear that in mind some people have actually been caught um restreaming stuff from pay-per-view on the internet biggest fine i've heard of was 85 grand which is a complete madness trust me you don't want any of that smoke being caught streaming box office events or sporting events or even selling like cody devices do you remember those there was a there were, if you don't know what cody device is it's basically like an amazon fire stick or it's a usb box that allows you to watch broadcast tv in the form of apps for free over your tv so you connect it to the internet you plug it into your tv and you've got all these you've got access to what are called add-ons and then you can put different channels on there and actually watch stuff for free obviously those boxes are illegal a couple people have been sent to prison for that recently and um yeah i actually know of a few people that were selling it on ebay interestingly enough um but you know me i just mind my own business but yeah, you got to be careful out there, guys. The streaming thing is um, it is illegal. But we want to know why. Why are people streaming instead of paying? Not that you can't pay and stream, but what I mean is why are people choosing not to pay that box office fee and looking for means to watch the fights, the basketball matches, the football matches for free? Now, me personally, I believe that it's a it's a convenience thing and there's also a generation gap so the older generation will of course they won't have time for looking for all these different streams and catching malware on their phones and getting viruses on their computers they're not going to have time for that they're just going to just press the button on the remote buy the buy the package or whatever and just watch the fight or watch the batch or whatever whichever but we're a different generation we kind of like we don't mind hunting around for a good deal we don't mind hunting around for where we can watch stuff for free you know that's why we've we've had things like uh things like BitTorrent, things like limewire back in the day um but one thing i've noticed though is that with the music industry 
they've they've really recovered from this piracy thing because they've made it convenient they've made the cost reasonable and i just don't believe that the cost of streaming sports because there are some legitimate streaming apps out there um i don't believe that the cost of box office or streaming sports is reasonable you know especially if you are you know if you're a diehard sports fan on top of your subscription packages like paying that amount i don't know i think it's unfair me personally anyway um but i do think you should pay just like you know things like spotify apple music they make music so accessible and they've made us pay again for music and you don't even really feel it 10 pound a month 12 pound a month you don't really feel it you know and you can access as much music as you want let's jump into a quick discussion um, that i caught on bbc about the gray areas of streaming and why people are actually thinking hold on a sec i might as well watch this for free there's no point me paying for this because i can get i can get access to it for free on the internet so why not do that so yeah let's jump into that right now i think the law is a bit gray in um, this area i think it needs to be clarified for everyone for people streaming included because i think if people knew that they were definitely breaking the law, they'd think twice about it. The Premier League has a product. The TV companies pay an absolute fortune, billions of pounds for the right to show that product and then sell that to their customers. And that by not paying them for that, you're stealing football from them. You're stealing their product. Yeah, you could say that, but they still have their product. We've not taken it away. We've just viewed their product. But there could be somebody two doors down from you who's getting the exact same product you're getting. They're paying, you know, 50, 60 pound a month and you're not paying anything for it. Is that fair? Um, if I didn't watch that, that football match the way I'm watching it, they would still have to pay that money, wouldn't they? They might have to pay a bit less. If everybody paid what they were supposed to pay, then perhaps the price would come down a bit. Do you believe that? This is not going to make a difference to Sky. Not in the grand scheme of things. Do you ever worry that your kids are growing up thinking that they don't have to pay for things? That everything is out there free if, if you know what you're doing? Up, my kids already think that they don't have to pay for things. <laughs> they were made well, at some, point they're, at some point they're going to learn that they do have to pay for things. But you're sending the message that if you know your way around the system, you can get things for free. I don't want them to break the law, no. And So you want to see somebody prosecuted for doing what you're doing? I don't want to see anyone prosecuted. That's but that would then that would then tell you that what you're doing is wrong. I think it would send out a, send out a warning. And I think a lot of people would think twice about it. I'd stop. I'd, I'd happily go to the pub. Missus wouldn't be happy about it, but I, I'd, I'd be all right with it. And for the price that I'd pay to Sky, I could get myself a few beers, watch the footy and come home. So you're almost challenging them in a way to say, go on, if you think this is so bad, take someone to court for it and we'll, and we'll look again at what we're doing. <sighs> no, that's not what I'm doing at all. That's how you're perceiving it. If they want to do that, let them do that. I'll stop. Many more might, many more might not. Yeah, it's all about making things cost effective and convenient for the consumer and breaking down those monopolies you know now seriously are we being cheapskates is is it really is it really that deep 1995 i mean it used to be 15 pound but when they raised it to basically 20 pounds 
I was scratching my head. I was thinking, huh? This is a bit much. Like, I don't really like sports like that. So why? I don't know. Is it really that? Is it really that deep? Do you think? I'm asking you now. What do you honestly think? Do you think it's greed from the broadcasters? Because that guy in the the interview basically said that if everyone paid, it would make it cheaper. We all know that that's not the case. You know, you know that even if everyone paid they would probably raise their prices even more because they they know they're going to get more out of it if people are paying then they probably their mentality is probably going to be that hold on if people are paying for this so easily then perhaps we're not charging enough you know it's one of the simple principles of business if you tell someone your price and they don't say okay let me think about it you're probably not even charging enough there's that's a free tip for you if you're a business owner as well you got i mean people have got to like book just a little bit about your price it can't be like oh it's 7.99 oh is it okay cool nah they've got to they've got to make money out of this they're in the business of making money they pay a lot of money to own the rights for these sporting events so definitely i don't i don't think that by everyone paying it's gonna make it cheaper but what do you think do you think they are greedy i personally i'm not sure whether they're greedy or not because i don't know how much margin is on on these deals um and also uh, people are risking their bodies getting legs broken heads are getting smacked in if you look at the the average career lifespan of a sports person it's not as long as you know working in an office job or, or you know when you just do a normal job that's a fact you know your career could be over at 28 30 you know that's when a lot of sports people re- they actually retire if you're lucky you might have your career into your early 40s you know with most sports so yeah they should be entitled to you know big payouts and stuff like that however you know people are going to food banks these days it's a, it's very tight out here benefits are being cut not too much money going around bills are running up on you like bloods and crips and and the thing is human beings want to be legit no one wants to come and like get stuff for free everyone wants to pay their way in society well most people anyway so you know you gotta make things reasonably priced for people and you gotta make it convenient as well so yeah i mean you can even look at the cinema and film industry for an example have you not noticed that the price of cinema has gone down dramatically over the last five years no one's got and because of that to be honest with you no one's got time to be downloading films illegally you can just go and watch the film it's not a big deal like my local cinema costs five pound for an adult ticket you know so it's all about the offering access and giving it giving things a fair cost if that were to happen i i'm pretty sure that you know less and less people would bother going on twitter saying oh who's got the stream who's got the stream do you know what i mean let me know your thoughts chime in on the hashtag redesign pod my personal opinion i kind of get why people you know like to stream stuff but it's it's shit like free streaming is actually shit and the worst thing about it is yeah you might find a good stream and you're watching the undercard fight so if you don't know what the undercard is it's the the um kind of like the warm-up fight so the fights before the main events usually is about three or four different fights before you actually get to the main event so with those ones where no one's really watching the stream is going to be perfect it's going to be crystal clear the minute they ring the bell for the main event your stream is going to be moving mad yeah so it's not even worth it you might as well just pay for the thing and the good thing is you don't even need 
in the UK, we use Skybox Office, right? So here, you don't even need to be a Sky subscriber. You can just get Now TV or just get a, a one-off. Um, you can download the app and just get a one-off, you know, day pass for that event and then stream it over to your TV from your phone. Amazon are also, um, it's good to see some new players such as Amazon and, and DAZN. Amazon are, um, they've been recently announced as a rights holder for the Premier League for the next season coming up. So they're going to be showing premiership games this coming season and at no extra cost to prime customers. So hopefully that will pave the way for other digital only broadcasters and kind of break up the monopoly, offering more choice and more competition. And that's why I like Amazon. They're always adding more value to their offering for what like you're already paying for something and they're always finding ways to add more value. Imagine like you pay $7.99 for Amazon Prime. You get their next day delivery, sometimes same day delivery. And then you get access to the Amazon, uh, the music package. You get access to uh, Prime Video as well. So you get to watch TV and films. Like That's what it's all about. Like the, the digital landscape is meant to like increase competition and give the consumer more choice. And I think that's something that definitely needs to happen in terms of sports broadcasting. Everywhere else has kind of moved on, you know, like... We've got easy access to as many films as we want, as much music as we want, you know, as much information as we want. But when it comes to sports, I think sports is definitely like lagging behind. And they've only been like the players that the new players that I've mentioned, like the zone, Amazon are going to be showing new, um, going to be showing premiership matches as well from next season. Um, Sky are doing okay. I mean, you've got obviously you've got the Sky Q package, the you know the traditional satellite dish and the remote control and whatnot. But they've also got they're clued up. They're also promoting Sky now and they're also promoting their apps. So they have gone digital. They are targeting people that kind of watch on their mobiles, their laptops, and the games consoles and stuff like that. So I wouldn't sleep on Sky, but there needs to be. I think they need to shake things up in terms of who can actually buy the rights and make it fairer for both casual sports fans and, you know, diehard sports fans. Let me know what you think. Let me know what your experiences are with streaming. Did you actually stream the Anthony Joshua fight? Um, there's a story that I saw on YouTube. The guy got fined 85 grand for restreaming the last, not the last Anthony Joshua fight, the one before that, the one with Klitschko. Um, <laughs> 85 grand that is so peak and the thing is he didn't even charge anyone to to show the fight he just broadcasted it on his Facebook live you see the internet will get you in trouble you know guys be careful the, in oh, the internet has literally ruined lives wow 85 grand look at that anyway guys that is it for this episode bit of a short one we'll be back next week next week monday with a new episode it's my wife's birthday this week so i've had to kind of like you know keep things a bit short and sweet this week but yeah next week we move take care bye for now and don't forget to like comment and subscribe follow on spotify and don't forget if you want to get involved in the conversation chime in using the hashtag redesign pod take care and bye for now redesigned